Okay, welcome. It's Pasha's Kitesei. Kitesei, however you want to say it. Um, Tufshin Iron uh, Pay. Tufshin, sorry, Tufshin Pay Dullard. Yeah, let me just turn on my phone. Um, and today, this Pasha is the Pasha of the Cheta the Eagle, one of the most confusing, difficult Pashas of the Torah to deal with. Um and the fact that it was after Har Sinai, we're, this this partial share is just one. We're giving over one idea. Well, there's a bunch of ideas within it, but we're not. It's not like the regular lots of little separated ideas. It's it's one Torah. So, the, really, what we're we're not going to discuss what the Cheta Ego actually was. That's for another time. Not that I particularly know what it was, um, but we're going to discuss Moshe's response. Because Moshe's response is a real trip when you think about it. Imagine, paint the picture like this, yeah? That there's a shul and they 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 have this, whatever, and somehow all the congruence of this shul, this from shul, some craziness got into their head and they're having a riot and doing crazy things in the shul, yeah? At one Shabbos morning, that everything, they, they stop davening and everyone gets involved in terrible avayras, yeah? And the Rav walks in, holding the Sefer Torah, and he's so distressed, he throws the Sefer Torah on the floor. Chaz v'shalom. What, what, tick, what, how, that's just like f throwing fuel on the fire. What, what, do you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's terrible, that's like the last thing you would do. You would you would hug the Sefer Torah and you would run out and you would sit down and you would cry your eyes out hugging the Sefer Torah. You wouldn't throw the Sefer Torah on the floor. Even the even those words mess up your head. Like, you know, every every time I see Hagbra, you know, when it's a small guy and a big Sefer Torah, there's always, you know, your everyone's heart, you know, the, the thought of a Sefer Torah falling is just pachad. And we're talking about the Shnei Luchos Abris, the, 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 the Luchos Rishonus, Mamash. And not only did he throw them to the floor, they smashed into a million pieces. How was that a tikkun? And to make the question even crazier, is the last Pasha, the last Pasuk in the Chumash, yeah? There's a Rashi. You know the Rashi in the last, the last Rashi in the whole Chumash? He says like this, yeah, the, the Pasuk is And to all of the amazing things that Moshe did in front of the eyes of B'nai Yisrael, yeah? Think of the amazing things that Moshe did in front of our eyes. And listen to what Rashi says. Michael, you know, the, you know this Rashi? You remember this Rashi? So he says like this, Le Yisrael. Boy, that he raised up his heart, Moshe's Shevach, the thing out of everything that Moshe did in front of our eyes that is amazing is that he broke the Luchos. That you smashed in, their, in, in front of their eyes. And the das of a Kodesh Baruch Hu was maskim to Moshe's das. Shnema Asher Shabbata, because it says in our parsha Asher Shabbata, 
that you smash them. I think that's probably next to Baruch Hashem, Yeshakoyach is the phrase most on the lips of all Yidden, no? That is where we got that phrase was Hashem giving Moshe a Sheva for breaking the Luchos. Yeshakoyach that you smashed them. Moedek. So not only is it just a Pella that he smashed the Luchos, but that it was the greatest thing that he did. It was his ultimate Shevach, Mamash. That's amazing. That is just amazing. That's almost as amazing as the Chet Eagle itself, Bichlal. Maybe more amazing. Okay, so then there's just another, another thing to add a little bit more fuel to the fire, but a slightly different question. Is um in the Toldus, uh, was it in the in the Toldus Yak of Yosef, he brings some Pasha's Nasoi. And it's funny because um, Yo, um, um Moshe calls Yisrael Kol Yisrael Meshumadim. They're all Meshumadim. Kol Yisrael Meshumadim. Right? Meshumadim is like destroyers. He called all of Yisrael destroyers. But then the Toldus, um, the, the Toldus says. I'll just read you. I've got the post, I've got the, the verse here. He noida is known that the ikka of the chayta eagle yotzim erev rav. It came from the erev rav, as we know. Ella shnistat through kitzas yisrael, but machshava, but rather only a few yidden joined the chayt, but machshava. He basically said that no Yidden actually did the hate, only a few of them, and only Bumachshava. And Aaron got trapped into this hate Beshoigeg. So it's like we didn't do anything wrong. You've got the Arav, who were all like Egyptians anyway, they're dancing around this calf. You've got the Yidden in the background, like looking, going. And then you've got about 3,000 of them who like got into it in their heads. They kind of like enjoyed it a little bit in their in their thought in their thoughts. And Moshe calls all of Am Yisrael Meshumadim. All of them are Mamash destroyers. So you've got three questions. Number one, how on earth could it be that Moshe smashed the Luchos? Yeah. Number two, how can it be? Act is the oh Jack just Jack you there you coming in with a video you there okay so you're just in time to get the recap of the questions Baruch Hashem perfect number one yeah how can it be that breaking the luchos was a ticken for the chayta eagle you can't throw the toy on the floor has for shalom. Yeah, number two, it, how could that be Moshe's greatest shevach? And number three, it was such a small avera, according to the the Toldus Yaakov Yosef, the Toldus Yaakov Yosef, uh, and a lot of the tzaddikim on this. It was such a small, only a few, only three thousand yidden were over, and they were only over b'machshava. So what's and Moshe calls them all, calls all of Am Yisrael. 
Kulam Mushumadim, like all of you are destroyers. Kolisa Mushumadim. Those are the three questions. Okay, so we'll see it all come together. First, you have to understand what is a void desire. So we're going to ask two things. We're going to say, we're going to explain what is the sin of a void desire. And then we're going to see how it is that every sin is a void desire. Because, because we know that the two the 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 uh, the, the 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 two first um, dibus include the entire Torah. So in Anoichi Hashem is all the two hundred forty eight positive mitzvahs, and Nichlau in Loyelacha is the three hundred sixty five negative prohibitions. So every mitzvah is connected to Emunas Hashem. And every Aveira is a Pachida of Avoid Azara. There's some element of Avoid Azara. That's the Yelacha. That's Avoid Azara. So, what is Avoid Azara? Yeah. Avoid Azara, we've talked about this for a long time, but basically, Avoid Azara is not saying there is no God. It's attributing power to something else. Making something else an end unto itself, an independent power. And it comes out when you have this definition of Avodazara that believing in economics, believing in physics, is actually an Avodazara. The laws of physics are a servant to the Abonishloilam. And you have to see it like that. If the Abonishloilam the, the fact that gravity sucks stones down to the floor is Hashem's opinion. He could change his opinion and stones would fly up to the air. It's not a separate thing. You with me? So, so, so attributing to gravity an independent metzias, that it's a reality unto itself, that's already a very desire. Whether that's actually a vodazara lafi, it's not a vodazara lafi halacha. You wouldn't have to kill the guy, yeah. But but the, the, the Indian of a vodazara. So now, for example, it comes out that you'd see this in a in a guy like in um in a guy who's having a hard time earning panas. He owns a shop, and he opens up his shop on Shabbos because look, he would actually like to keep Shabbos. But Saturday is the busiest day and he needs to earn money to pay for his family. So that this is now, now that's, you could say that he's doing that or you could say, and this is quite a stark way of saying it, but it's not untrue, is that what is the worship of the God of Parnassah? To worship the God of Parnassah, the primary worship in this case would be opening your shop on Shabbos. That would be called worshipping the God of Parnassah. Now, it's funny because it's only in that case when it becomes a problem. But in the week, the guy could be having the same thinking process, but it's no one notices. So that is very important to keep check of ourselves. Yeah. But that's what avoid desire is. Avoid desire is attributing some kind of power to something other than God. OK, so now I understand opening a, a guy opening his shop. 
on Shabbos is an Avodah because he believes in the God of Parnassah more than he believes in the God of Israel. Yeah. But how is like eating a treif sandwich considered Avodah Zarah? What's the Avodah Zarah in eating a treif sandwich? See, in LA, you can get away with it. We went to, uh, where was that? I went with you where they had like bacon, like it was like uh, everything was bacon on the menu. And then it was crazy. It was like, I never saw stuff like that. It was like, I think roast beef, but like done, like made to look like bacon only in only in LA with with cheese pieces of like cheese on the on the burgers. <laughs> um, but anyway, what what would be the avoider Zara of eating tray food? How is that? How is that attributing power to something other than God? I mean, are you attributing power to yourself? Or just... Wait, Jack, what'd you say? said, so are you attributing, I don't know if power is the right word, but you're succumbing to your physical urges, so you're worshipping the God of your desires. Vidyuk. Vidyuk. So every Avera, in that sense, that's the Avodazara of every Avera. The Avodazara of every Avera says, I want to do X. God says no, but I'm obeying myself. Just like that guy's opening his shop on Shabbos, and he's bowing to the god of Panasa. So too, every time we give in to something that's Asa, we are bowing or praying to that god, like you said, Jack, that god of ourself, that, that we are. It's it's like, you know, you put it in context, yeah. What would you say to a guy who's having these terrible urges to 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 like to be with little kids, a pedophile? What what would you say to him? You what are you talking about? I don't care what you want. Shalom. It's not different. It's really not different, really, when you put it in perspective. Is our desire to do things that are negative halacha? It's the same Indian. It's like like it the way that you would look at that guy saying, Well, I really, really need to, I really, really want to, yeah. You'd be like, shut up. Yeah, that's exactly how you should talk to yourself when when an urge comes up to do something that's usa. It's just like, so what? Who cares what you want? What's that got to do with anything? That's, I mean, that's just pasha pshat, you know? I mean, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, it's, it's you know, that's just how it is. If you've got a will that goes against Ratzon Hashem, then don't listen to it. I don't care how hard it is, you can't listen to it, just like that pedophile. It could be like, he could be in physical pain, for that need that he has, yeah? And you'd just be like, what are you talking about? Put yourself in handcuffs, take a freezing cold shower, or cut cut that part of your body off. Whatever it takes. It's just usa. Can't do that. That's how it is with, with the virus. That's It's partial. partial sorry to paint such a sharp yeah. picture, but that's really what it is. That's really what it is. So anyway, so that that's the that's the Indian of Avoida Zara. And avoid a Zara, when someone is over on avoid a Zara, he is the furthest from the Bonashrodam that he can be. He's the opposite of Hashem. Why? What's the opposite of Hashem? Go on, in one word. 
What's the opposite of a shell? <laughs> you. <laughs> that that part of you that feels you, yeah, independent and ontologically allow alive by itself. That that's the opposite of Hashem. And that's why when we're over, the, the Gomorrah says and the, the Tanya explains that the person's called a Russia Gama, Bashas of Veira. As he's doing the Avera, he's got a Rosh Gamo, and he's the Tachlas Harichuk from the Rabbanu Shalom. Tachlas Harichuk from the Rabbanu Shalom. He's the opposite. Why? Because he thinks he's God. I do what I want. That's what that's what Avera is like. We just said. So that's that's the that's the Indian of of Avodazara. That's the Indian of hate Bichlal. That's what hate is. All hate is that. All hate is the, de the declaration that I, I am God. Or I'm more real than God. But better, I'm more real than God. That's because the 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 Oiv of the old days used to call God the God of Gods. They they weren't koifet on God bichlal. They were they were more intelligent than our generation in that sense. They didn't say there was no God. They just said that they're, they're, he was the God of gods. So really, when we do an Avera, we might not be saying there is no God, but we're saying, I am the God of gods. That's what we're saying. And the God became a small God, whatever it is. But my my Ratzon took precedence. So now, this is what happened at the Chait. Yeah, according to the told According to the told us, there was only... We had, there was like, you know, 2 million Yidden, yeah? 3,000, what percentage is that? Like, that's what, 1% is 20,000, yeah, of 2 million. So it's like point, like about just over 0.1%. It's, it's, it's not much a minuscule, point, over 0.1%. But Moshe called all of Yisrael Meshumadim. 0.1% of Yidden were over, and it was only in Bumachshava. And Moshe called us all Mashumadim. What's pshat? You know why? It's because we all stood there and watched. And we didn't say anything. Now, this is the example that the that the Tanya brings as a very slight of error. Not being not giving some someone to hoch on the first page of Tanya, he says, not giving some for example, he says, I'm not gonna read it, you take my word for it. He for the for example, he says, not giving someone to hoch when you're meant to give to hocha. That's considered a very subtle avera, yeah. But it's an avera, nevertheless. So you see what we're learning at this point. All of Amisrael, it wasn't that we were over dancing around a, a, a golden calf, is we just abstained from shouting at someone because it was a little uncomfortable. That was the Avera. And like, you know, we do that. We do that a lot. Do that all the time. But when all of Am Yisrael, now this is this is the scary bit, the, the Chiddush by the Chet Egel was that all of Am Yisrael were over on the same Chet. 
it's the ending with the Levian that they weren't over, but they, they weren't over on any other. But that's what he meant, Kulan, Kulan Mishumadim. I don't know about, about Levi, Shevet Levi. I'm, I'm not sure how that works. But but the, the, the stum idea here is that all of Am Yisrael were over at that moment. And as Moshe comes down from the mountain, he sees all of Am Yisrael in the Bechina of Russia. Not because they were bowing to a to a statue, but just because they weren't doing something that was a little uncomfortable for them. But everyone. Now, this is the Shevach of Moshe. What is the Torah without Am Yisrael? Like a pencil. The Torah was created. The Torah was created for Am Yisrael. But without Am Yisrael, Torah can't exist in this world. They can't. Torah can't come into this world without Am Yisrael. You need Am Yisrael to do the mitzvahs. Am Yisrael are the ones who do the mitzvahs. What we're doing when we when we're doing mitzvahs, we're going to learn this in Tanya on on, on Monday, Bezrat Hashem. Is it's the yichud of Kutsha Brichu Shchintei? Kutsha Brichu is called Ratzonu Yisbrach. That's Ratzon Hashem. That's called the Torah. That's Kutsha Brichu, Hakadosh Baruch The Shechina is Am Yisrael. When Am Yisrael do the Torah, that is called a Yichud of Kutsha Brichu Shchintei. That is the coming together of Kutsha Brichu Shchintei. You know, a nice way of understanding it, just in a, a more simple terms, is you've got God. You've got the world, and then you've got them sticking together, which is Am Yisrael doing mitzvahs. That's what Am Yisrael doing mitzvahs are. We are the glue that holds together the Rabboni Shloilam with his creation. The Boire with the Bria. That is Am Yisrael doing mitzvahs. That is the Torah is the bit, the lowest bit of Hashem, so to speak. And Yisrael is the highest bit of creation, and they overlap and they merge with each other because really there's a chalik of Yisrael that is of the boire, and there's a chalik of the Torah that is of the Bria, and that point is the point of connection, and that holds the whole world, that, that's the whole point of everything. That's the Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's our voider. So at this point, all of Am Yisrael were Mishumadim, Rahman al-Islam. We weren't Shaykh. It was like there was no, I'm shivering as I'm saying this, it's like there was no Am Yisrael. It was like there was no Knesset Yisrael. So what happened? What's the, well, what's the point of the Torah? What's the point? So Moshe threw it on the floor. If there's no Am Yisrael, there's no Torah. So he was just holding, he was just holding a couple of pieces of rock. So he threw them on the floor. What's the Shevach of Moshe? Why is that the Shevach of Moshe? That answers up why he threw them on the floor. Uh, that when if there's no Am Yisrael, then there's no Torah. So there was no Kedusha. And there was no, I mean, the 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 Chazal say that all the letters flew up, the Neshama went away. 
from the from the Luchos because there was no Am Yisrael. That's how Choshev we are. That's how Choshev Am Yisrael is. The Torah makes us Choshev and we make the Torah Choshev. It's Moiradik. So that so Moshe is standing there with these big pieces of rock. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what went through his mind, but he threw them down and they smashed. But why is that the Shevach of Moshe? That answers up how it could be. We've answered up now questions one and three, yeah? That the, how could he throw them on the floor? That there was no Am Yisrael, so there's no Torah. You know, Kaviyochul. And we answered up part three with the, how it was with the Avera, but how can that be the Shevach of Moshe? Why is that the Shevach of Moshe? It's in, it's in the Rashi. Rashi... Rashi says it so beautifully. He says like this. I'll read the Rashi again. In our case, well, that Moshe lifted up his heart to break the luchos in front of their eyes. This is the key. Hashem's das was masking to Moshe's das. Meaning, Moshe had ascended to such a level where the fact that he understood this, well, I don't, know if he, I don't think he understood it, he knew it, he, he experienced this. That was the Shevach of Moshe, that he had become so aligned with the Rabboi Shloilam that when he saw that Am Yisrael were all Bechina's Russia for that moment, he realized that the Torah had no kiem and he smashed the... He smashed the luchos. That was the shevach of him. Yeshakoichacha, meaning that he was so yeshakoyach. Yeah? Meaning he was aligned. Yeshakoyach. He was so aligned with the Rabbi He was so in sync with reality. That was the shevach of Moshe Rabbeinu. So in sync with reality. And that's, Chazal say in the Medrash that, the Moshe from his waist down was B'nai Adam, and from his waist up was Elohim. I should say Elohim, sorry. Elohim. He had become so godly that he was absolutely aligned with the Rabboi Shloilam, and that was the Shevach of Moshe Rabbeinu. We should be zeicher to become aligned with the Rabboi Shloilam. And uh, to never ever see a repeat. The 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 head eagle after the head eight sadas maybe maybe joint with the head eight sadas was like the darkest day of history. It was terrible, really bad day. So the ticken is um the ticken for us here on that level is I suppose in this generation it's probably not giving to Hocha because people can't hear it. <laughs> So, although it's funny because that was the problem, if we do need to give to Chocha, yeah, we should. But remember that it's a mitzvah to not say anything if it's going to, most times nowadays when you say something to try and correct someone, they'll go against you more, the dafka. So we should uh, we should hold back from that. But um, but but the uh, the uh, the real ticken is mitzvah and the real ticken is aligning ourselves with the Rabbi Nishroilam. Because Moshe was for sure 
Moshe was for sure doing the right thing, and he was Mamash alone. That's Yeshakoyachacha. So whenever we give someone the bracha of Yeshakoyach, yeah, we're basically saying you are aligned with Rabbeinu Shloim. You know, because in um in in uh, in Nepal, there's a, a greeting that they say Namaste, Namaste. You heard that? Namaste. And the translation of that is I honor the goodness in your heart. And I thought that was so nice. That's just so nice. Yeah, so we say Shalom Aleichem, which is like peace be on you, which is also very nice. But look, listen to that, man. You're, you should be aligned with God. You should be so aligned with God that reality to you is, is what it really is. Not... <laughs> Okay, we should be zeicher. Yeshakoichacha. Okay, come on. A good Shabbos, everyone. Shabbos. Thank you.